Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 23 with an all-time legend in the Cutco Vector business, John Wasserman. John has produced over $99 million in Cutco sales in his illustrious 30-year career. He's an avid student of life and business who has read hundreds of books on peak performance and leadership and written two outstanding books of his own. He has used his knowledge and experience to develop countless top achievers in Cutco Vector, including multiple national champions and at least five division managers. In this short snippet, John shares his best tips for developing others, then gets into how he has utilized some core principles to get through a challenging period in his own career. He shares a bit about his personal development journey, how to overcome burnout, and he ends with a great challenge to this audience of amazing current and future leaders. Hey, if you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting one of our sponsors by visiting changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. If you like wine, you've got to try out Good Weather Wines, founded by legendary Cutco Vector alum, Mark Lovis. You can get a monthly shipment of three, six, or 12 bottles hand-selected for you based on your preferences. I'm a subscriber myself, and I recommend it highly. If you enter the code CLSK when you sign up, you'll get free shipping on your order. We also have deals for Organifi and Brain Fuel that you can check out. Organifi is the Cutco of superfood blends, and Brain Fuel helps keep you focused on those busy and important days. And if you are a leader of a team, you can learn more about your people by having them take the Core Values Index, or CVI, assessment. It's free to take one. Just visit changinglivespodcast.com slash deals for all of these opportunities. Enjoy this flashback segment from John Wasserman, and be sure to revisit the full episode number 23. You were looked upon as, you know, one of the all-time great achievers in the history of this company, right up in the stratosphere of, uh, you know, the very top achievers ever. What are some of the qualities or traits that you strive to instill uh, in the people that you're working with now? Probably the biggest key, in, in my opinion, is, is really the relationship building. And we all know the old saying, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. But that's got to be lived daily with your people. Um, and I try to get them to do that with their people. If you know, It's the concept, I think, that John Maxwell says, that a great leader knows what's in the hearts and minds of their people. And if I ever catch myself wondering, I wonder how that person's feeling right now, then I know I need to get a call with that person. And, and I'm trying to instill that in my people as well, that, that if they can think in those lines, 
they're going to build great long-lasting relationships that really last a lifetime. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. That's a powerful one. Just the idea that a great leader knows what's in the minds and hearts of his people and, and, and of her, or her people and, and uh, the idea of relationship building. Something I've been working on with my team for, for this year, uh, as I have a lot of younger, newer, first-time managers, is, is the idea of taking some time each week, or and they can do it monthly and, and quarterly or however you want to look at it, but to analyze their business, put together an action plan, and then execute. So we call it APE, A-P-E, Analyze, Plan, Execute. And I start sending them, you know, there's an APE emoji. Every once in a while, I send that out to remind them that they've got to analyze, plan, execute, analyze, plan, execute. And I, I found if you say something enough, it finally gets ingrained into their brains where they start to do it on their own. And they start sending you the plan. Hey, I was looking at my numbers. This is something I can do differently. Here's my plan. Now, the other thing I got to work on is making sure they execute because it's great to put a plan on paper. But if you don't do anything about it, then you don't get anywhere. But that's been yeah. really big for us. Indeed. I love that. Ape. Analyze, plan, and execute. John, I can assure you that there are going to be vector managers all across the country, you know, a month or two from now, sending ape emojis out. So great. That's, <laughs> I can't, that, I can't that wait to receive my first ape. How did you use that same principle to work through a challenging time in your career? I was a division manager. And what had happened was I felt like my peers were passing me by. And when I reflect back on specifically how I, I got to that point, I stopped taking control of my own personal growth. I kind of figured like I had the business. I figured it out. I know how to do everything. There's, you know, there's no room for me to grow here. There's, and then once I got into this mode of not trying to improve myself, not reaching out to people anymore, I started seeing people just kind of pass me by in numbers and in attitude. As a matter of fact, you know, it was kind of, it was a conversation with, uh, my father, it was a conversation with a few key people in our company that I started to realize that I, I could turn that around if I wanted to. Hmm. What were the steps that led you to turning it around? Well, once I decided to do it, once I made the decision to really make a change, I had to come up with something that I wanted. You know, everybody wants everything to change quickly. And I wanted things to change quickly. And I realized, or I thought at the time, that I had to change who I was in order to turn things around. So I decided to read 50 books, uh, self-help, mentoring, leadership-style books uh, in a year, 50 books in a year. And what I found out in reading those books was that I had the wrong goal. You know, my goal should not have been to change who I was, but to find out who I was and become more of who I already was. Hmm. Once I understood that had to be my mission, I boy, that, that's when I really started to grow and gobble up the books. And then the second thing was just sharing that with as many people as possible. It's one thing to read a lot, but if you don't share it, why are you even doing it? Yeah. So as you're reading the books, you were offering up the lessons with a lot of your people at different meetings and events, and that helped you internalize the Absolutely. concepts and put them into yeah, action. And it was amazing that sometimes I would just be on a, a phone call with a, a manager that was struggling in some area. And I'd be like, oh, I just read this in this book. I got to share it with you. And I would go and I'd grab the book and I would share it with them. And, you know, and I was able to make changes in other people's lives just because I was working on me. I was focused on... So at first, I'm like, is this a little bit selfish to take all this time? Because well, I, I would take my son to, to read 50 books in a year. Is, is, you know, it's not like I stopped working, stopped being a dad, stopped being a you know, a husband stopped everything else that I had going on. 
So I still had to do all those things. So I was reading, you know, while my kid was practicing soccer and other parents were really into the soccer practice, I would watch the games. But if it was practice, I'd read to get through uh, this project that I had for myself. And it was really neat, the amount that I was able to impact other people. And I realized what I was doing was not selfish at all because of the number of people I was able to impact. I actually started to feel bad for people that had worked for me years ago because I realized that they didn't even get the best me that I could be. And here <laughs> I finally, finally give it out, you know? You know, that resonates with me really well, John, just the idea that I look back and I say that year or that stretch, was I really my best or, you know, did I give people my best? And I always felt like I tried hard. I always felt like I, you know, brought the best I could to each day. But I think that this this whole idea about constantly learning and growing brings out the best in us is so powerful. And and I, I think that I, I can relate to the idea of going through periods where, you know, I wasn't doing that. And I, and I don't think I was able to, to deliver on the promises to my people in the, the best way possible. So it's, it's yeah. just p- powerful that that's what, tell me more about this idea that you learned that you had to become more of who you already were versus changing yourself, you know, t- tell me that more was about a that. theme that yeah, yeah, just kept popping up in, in several different books. And I think y- you could read a book and a couple of years later, read it again and, and get a lot of different information from it based on where you are in your life. For where I was in my life, I guess I needed to hear that because it kept popping up. That was what I needed to focus on was becoming more of who are because we all have greatness inside of us. I mean, we, we are engineered for success, period, at anything we want to do. Maybe not everything we want to do, but certainly when we're focused and passionate about one thing. And, and kind of as you were describing earlier, I felt like I was trying as hard as I could. So that just led to more and more frustration. And, and I think that's when people start to feel kind of burned out. They use the word, I'm burned out. And I don't love the phrase burned out. I get what people mean when they say it, but I think sometimes they use it as a crutch instead of as a launching pad to figure it out. And whenever I hear somebody say I'm burned out, I challenge them to say, okay, do you want to continue to feel that way? Or is there a different way you'd like to feel? And if you can get people thinking about how they want to feel, that's what I had to do for myself. I was thinking about how do I want to feel? Where do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Uh, And how do I want to feel? Once I got my feelings in check, it was a lot easier to not feel burned out because who wants to feel that way? Any one of us in a moment can make a decision, put together a plan, execute that plan, and design the life that they want to have. As you look forward into the years ahead, how do you aspire to change people's lives through your work or through your influence? Wow, that's a great question. I would say one of the things I talk about in Designing to Thrive is that the past is not your fault but the future's in your hands. And I think if people could you know, embrace their upbringing or where they're from or whatever the case may be and, and kind of put the past in the past, but realize that the future is totally in their hands and we have the power in any moment of decision to get on the path of, of greatness. Every person listening to us, listening to this podcast has their own form of genius. And I think we need to really try to figure out what that is and, and run with it. And then the second thing I would say uh, can be summed up in three words, and that's lead it better. If we can make it a mission to lead it better wherever we go, that's the concept that I would love for people to really uh, embrace. I think it would move the whole world in a better place. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. 
You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 